0: It is possible to be thankful every moment, every day. It takes practice and humility. It takes vision and It takes practice and humility. It takes vision
1: and Hi, and welcome back to Tell Me What Happened, the podcast that features real people talking about true stories from their childhood and how those stories, how those events, impacted their lives as an adult. I'm your host, Jay Rehack, and like you, I've had my share of childhood memories, some of them great and some of them not so great. Before we get started with our guest, I'd like to quickly thank our two sponsors, Sideline Inc. Publishing, publishers of quality books, including the Sideline series, which helps children learn about financial literacy. And our second sponsor, LaughSaver.com. Visit LaughSaver.com and record your laughter. It's free and we'll keep it for you now and forever. Your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren will appreciate it. That's LaughSaver.com. Today I have with me the founder and CEO of Live Greatly, a wellness instructor, Crystal Bauer. Crystal, thank you for being on the show.
2: Thanks so much for having me, I'm excited.
1: Well, I'm excited. I'm ready to hear your story. Are you ready to tell it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Crystal, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just try my best not to interrupt you. Just listen to your story. And then at the end, I'm probably going to ask you how you feel it's impacted your life as an adult. Whatever story you tell me.
2: That sounds good. So I definitely did a little reflecting when I knew I was coming on this podcast about what story I wanted to share and what kept coming back to me is something that was really meaningful to me as a child. And now that I've gotten older, it's it really has kind of this sentimental value where um, it helped me get to know kind of my culture and um, it really sparked curiosity in me from a young age. And what ended up happening is my, my grandparents and my father's side came here at um I think my Oma was in her 20s and they came here on a boat from Austria. And so they were, you know, originally from there. And what I got to do, which was really amazing as a child, is I got to go to Austria uh, about every three years to go visit a town called Spital. And this town Spital was like, I don't know, it's kind of like a... A fantasy world for me, I guess, as a child, because it was so different than the US. The streets looked different, the buildings looked different, the artwork was different. And they owned a uh, building there that looked like a castle. It was like a pink castle on the corner. And there was a restaurant on the first floor. And they had an apartment that we would stay in above. And when I would go, um, you know, I would see relatives that I really, I never talked to, you know, this was before we really had Zoom and all of that stuff. And everyone spoke a different language. So I was there with my family. And I just was, I remember just, again, it felt like I was kind of in a story or it was like a totally different world. And what I really remember from that young age is just absorbing and really being curious about how people lived there. And specifically there was uh, one of my, I guess my second cousins or third cousin, I'm not sure, but he was about my, my same age and I probably was seven at the time. And we couldn't speak each other's language, but he was over and we were trying to play and we were trying to come up with a game And there was a garden in the back and it was like, it felt like a secret garden and it was beautiful. And we were just running and playing and laughing. And what really resonates with me is just the ability that I had to to really connect with this person who was, you know, a distant family member. We couldn't speak the same language through play and through just human to human connection and that's really I think what this whole experience taught me is just the level that we have as human beings to connect even when we don't speak the same language and really too, it gave me such a sense of curiosity about life and wanting to explore and wanting to learn more about other people and really understand where they're coming from and their culture. And that was ingrained at such a young age for me, um, just that everyone's not the same. Everyone doesn't live the same way. Everyone doesn't speak the same language, but there's definitely that common ground that can be found, you know, again, that human to human level. So for thinking back to those memories, you know, it was trying all different new types of food. Everything was new to me. And exciting, you know, they had it Fanta there, that orange soda, which we didn't have here at the time. That was like the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the little details, the little things which I found, found so fascinating, so exciting and um, unique. So looking back on that experience now, I I want to give that to my children, you know, I want them to have that exposure to different cultures and kind of understanding that everyone doesn't live the same way, but kind of at the core, you know, we all have a lot of the same values, you know, we all want, you know, connection is the need for connection is very real. Um, And I love the idea of having that sense of curiosity about others cultures. And um, hopefully with that, it could come a deeper level of acceptance and compassion and understanding, which I think right now in our world is very needed. So, you know, I think what I learned from that was, I think it helped me um, connect with people in, in, on that deeper level, or at least a desire to try and connect with people on that deeper level. And now it's really, I think, coming back to that sense of play and trying to like, remember that carefreeness, that curiosity. And I really strive to incorporate that in, in my day-to-day living because gosh, that was just so fun. Just the freedom I felt, the curiosity I felt, the excitement I felt. You know, I think as we grow, sometimes we lose that. And um, thinking about those memories and those times, it, it can spark that feeling in me again. And so that's something I do regularly is kind of visualization of just that carefree feeling that I think all of us can tap into from one point or another in our childhood.
1: Have you connected? When's the last time you connected with folks from uh, Austria?
2: Oh, my gosh. its I never stayed in contact. It was only when I was there. It was only on these trips that I connected with people there. You know, I was so young. It was never a relationship that kind of carried through. So the last time that I went was in, I think I was in high school. So I would like to go back. That's on our list. I want to take my kids and I want to show them.
1: You still have family there?
2: So extended, like the people that we would see, my my Oma's sister and brothers, they passed. So, you know, it would be extended, extended, but it would still be really neat to try and and go and, and see them.
1: Well, I definitely understand that idea of trying to just play or just connect with people, not necessarily language-wise or any other way, but just just say, you know, we're in different worlds in the sense that, well, not different worlds, but we're in different communities. But when you connect with somebody and say, yeah, I, we, we're interested in the same things, which is to enjoy our lives on a daily basis as a kid. I, I, the, the that carefreeness, as, as an older person, I definitely want to try to get back to, and I'm not exactly how to, to do it, except as you suggested, which is a, like a visualization that you can somehow close your eyes and go back to Austria as a, as a young person or, you know, in, in my case, something else. But the idea of trying to find, find that carefreeness, I don't know, how do you do that now? Is your wellness program part of that as well, or is that not part of it?
2: So, you know, I am a big uh, proponent of the mind body connection, our minds extremely, extremely powerful. So whatever you can do to get yourself feeling those like that playfulness that carefreeness and visualization works. So if you are able to kind of sit quietly, and just remember the feelings you had in those moments your body thinks it's real, like your body's like, oh, this is happening, you know, and that is like a natural mood booster. And if you do that on a regular basis, I mean, you're gonna get better, you know, feel good endorphins going, you're gonna feel more excited about your life if you're, if you're focusing on things that make you feel that way. So for me, you know, I incorporate that here and there, but I also really love meditation and um, I do a lot of different mind-body practices, but I think it's just finding something that works for you play for me now, you know, it's, it looks a little bit different, but what I found that is a good way to, I think, connect with people, for me at least, is being active. So, like, I play paddle, I play tennis, and doing things like that with movement, I think that's something that can kind of surpass, I guess, if you wanted to compare, like, a language barrier, right, where you're doing some sort of activity, with others which is fun to you you know these times that's a little bit challenging with covid or you know walking in nature going on a hike kind of experiencing different things that can surpass kind of that the language barrier
1: Mm -hmm. so there there was never any fear when you like went into like a community you're the community in austria where you go this is strange it was just all like wonderland as far as you as you sort of remember was there any like oh my gosh this is not like home or is that not was, did that, so, that an experience of that?
2: I was so excited. I was just so excited yeah. about it. I thought it was so cool. And our my great-grandfather was a, an artist. And so he had painted um, the walls in the castle there and the ceiling. So we were able to go into rooms that were closed to the public to see it. It was just so fascinating to me to learn about that and to learn about um, that part of my you know, my ancestors that at the time, again, it wasn't, I don't know if I fully was absorbing it, but now I'm like, that's really, really cool. You know, she and really I, is. it was me. It was just a really fun experience growing up to be able to be exposed to that.
1: All right. You said you have children of your own, right? So you'll hope, hopefully you'll get back to Austria or someplace else. And that doesn't have to be Austria, but someplace where you can sort of blow their imaginations or, you know, open their imaginations up a little bit. I think there is the beauty of travel is that, I would say for sure, is that you feel a sense of, oh, there are other places out there besides, you know, my own community. And to get that larger sense of community, I think, is is huge for for, for young people. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a school teacher, so I'm a big proponent of uh, trying to get people to look beyond their own neighborhoods, whatever that is, whatever yeah. that means.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think travel, definitely, I would love to take them there. I think it was just a really interesting experience and hopefully we'll be able to do that over the next couple of years.
1: Well, I love the idea of visualization. I wanna thank you for coming on the show. I'm gonna visualize COVID ending.
0: Yes, all that's all of great. us
1: being able to travel somewhere, go somewhere, or just experience that playfulness that you're talking about, that idea of really just being joy joyous at movement and the, I, I also hear what you're saying about connecting mind and body it makes perfect sense to me. And I, I I know you're articulating what scientists, social scientists, people have, have been discovering over the years. I'm glad that we talked because I'm in my own mind, I'm going back to some places that, that I haven't been in a while because I haven't left my house in months, it feels like. So you've you actually sent me, sent me back uh, to some places. So that's very nice. So thank you for being on the show.
2: Oh, it, was, it was my pleasure. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Well, that's our show. I want to thank Crystal Bauer for coming in and telling us that story. I want to thank our sponsors, Sidelining Publishing, publishers of quality books, including Susan Salador's latest children's book, One Little Act of Kindness, available anywhere quality books are sold including Amazon.com or your favorite independent bookstore. That's One Little Act of Kindness by Susan Salador. I'd also like to thank LaughSaver.com. Visit LaughSaver.com and record your laughter. We'll keep it for you, now and forever. It's free, and your family will really appreciate it down the road. Now I'm going to end this show, as I often do, with Susan Salador's classic, Every moment, every day. So until next time, this is Jay Rehack, wishing you all a safe and happy and COVID-free 2021. So until next time, please stay safe out there and try not to hurt anybody.
0: to be thankful every moment, every day. It, it takes is practice and to humility. be thankful, it takes vision and subtility, it, it takes practice and be it to vision and civility, it takes possible to be wisdom. See it every day. It takes practice and humility. It takes vision and civility. It takes possible to be things To see it every day. It takes practice and humility. It takes vision and civility. It takes practice and the wisdom to see it as ability. It takes practice and the wisdom to see it as a It takes beauty and the wisdom to see it every day. It is possible to be thankful every moment, every day.